The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Welcome to Mr. Versus Mrs. LaGrasso versus LaGrasso, right here on Vince Russo's The Brand and Big Vito Brand Audio. I'm the Mrs. I'm Noel. This is Big Vito. He's the Mr. And I am still not home. I noticed that. I noticed that. Get, you know why? It gives me room to do one of these. You go ahead and do one of those. You know, I'm doing my own thing here. You know, having fun. Turkey, turkey hilling it. Doing your thing. He hanging out with my nephew Morty, getting kick ass tats. You can flex all you want. That doesn't mean nothing to me. Now I flex all day. Are you done yet? Yeah, I'm done. Nobody's interested in your flexing. Not nobody. Not one. Not one human. I'm not even. I'm not even interested. I'm not. Yeah, and you shouldn't be. It's boring, and it's done, and we we'll do it a million times. And I want to do something completely different today, but I have to get some business out of the way first. Uh, before hey, you lost, you before, lost you do, before you say anything, I just said something. Go ahead. I just wanted to talk about Goomba Sauce, our sponsor. <laughs> Go ahead. You love Goomba Sauce. Go ahead. Tell. Yeah, me. you know I got to throw it in there. Goomba Sauce. The sauce of champions. We got salsa. We got tomato sauce. Great at parties. Great for Sunday dinner. Great, great, great. Goomba sauce. Hit it up on Twitter at the Sauce Bella. Catch it. Goomba sauce at a theater near you. Speaking of a theater near you, do you want to see something really cool? Hold on a second. Sure, why not? Do you know what this is? You know what that is? That's one beautiful man. It is. This it, it was a gift from my sister, a 1953 King and I Playbill with Yule Brenner on the front. Authentic, the real deal. They've got Chesterfield cigarettes on the back. Look at that. Chesterfield. Look how handsome that man is. Look at him. That's a beautiful man right there. It's a beautiful man. Anyway, I thought I would show that off and thank my sister on the podcast for a lovely present which I truly appreciate and will put in a cherished spot in my home. Wait a second. I just got a text. That's Yul Brenner. He said pose. Yul Brenner's dead, hon. Died in it's 1980. Beyond. Beyond. I guess if you could text the Lord, you can get a text from Yul Brenner. Tell him to text me. Anyway, you lost again. By what great question. What The vote from last week, you lost again. What was the vote from last week? Who was the greatest tag team champions in the WWE? No way, I lost. You lost huge. They served your ass hard. You chose Demolition, and I chose LOD, Road right. Warriors, and I won. I won by 64% of the vote last week. You lost. Again. But you tried. You have dedication to Bill Eady. He was in Demolition. Showing your loyalty to Bill Eady. I understand. So what people don't know is LOD, they are they were my buddies, my friends, my compadres. 
my brothers, you know what I mean? And um, when you talk about a young guy in the business and you talk about breaking in and, you know, back then you had to be tough, you know, and you had to, you had, you weren't, you weren't afraid and you were up at the WWF when they asked you to do something, you did it. And um, the day I met LOD was the day Tony Guerrero called me and said, hey, Vito, come on over. Um, these are your opponents for today. So I looked over at them. They looked at me. And um, somehow it came out. and said, you're one of Johnny Rogers' guys, huh? I says, I says, yeah. He says, nice to meet you. So Tony Guerrero tells the other guy, he says, hey, listen, you're going to take the finish? The guy goes, I'm not taking the finish. I'm fr- No way. I'm making the finish, you know? And so Tony Guerrero looks at me and says, Vito, you okay? I says, yeah. I said, I'm good with it. LOD beat the living crap out of that guy. And the guy wouldn't go down. He was such a Mark K. Fabian. And uh, when they gave me the finish, you know, I flipped up. It looked like I broke my neck. You know, I came back and is you okay, man? I said, I said, yeah, I'm good. Everything's good. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, we like you. You're going to be okay. You know, and uh, I just was friends with them ever since. And then going to Japan with them and go wrestling in WCW with them, seeing them at more WWF shows. Cool thing. Cool thing. But I figured people don't know. But Bill Eady, when Big Skull Von Crush was starting out, I used to wrestle Bill on the independent scene in the singles matches. Peter, are you going to wrestle Bill Eady today? Okay. How you doing, kid? You all right with this? I said, yeah, I think, uh, you know, everything's going to be good. Listen, I want you to go out there and wrestle. And the first time I hit Bill Eady, I freaking squared him up in the chest. And he looked at me and he smiled and we went at it. You're going to be okay in this business, kid. I like that. You're tough. But when he wanted you to settle down, you know that manpower I talk about all the time? Yeah. When he put you down and he held you, 330 pounds of man grip on your neck, you knew to stay. Just like Ivan Kolov grabbing your forearm and you knew he said, okay, I feel you. I feel you. Tell tell your um, King Kong Bundy Bill Eady story. (laughs) <laughs> so Ron and friggin independence and King Kong Bundy Bill Eady myself and we had a good friendship between the three of us and Bill Eady and, and King Kong Bundy used to go at it between the both of them so we're sitting in a dressing room one day you know and um, King Kong Bundy's going back and Bill Eady said something to me I said yeah I said well what about your nickname I said what about Bill Eat Me so King Kong Bunny goes, ha, 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 did you hear that? Did you hear Skull? I love that Skull. You know, Red Skull. The freaking says, Bill, eat me. <laughs> I said, what the fuck are you talking about, Ding Dong Bundy? Bill Eady did the same thing back. You know, that's fucked up, Skull. You know, you should keep your mouth shut around veterans. I can't believe you talked to me like that. I'm King Kong Bunny. And all Bill Eady would say the rest of the time we were together, look at that Ding Dong, Ding Dong, Ding Dong Bunny. <laughs> Every time I hear you say Bill Eady, I always hear Bill eat me. Every time. And nothing, every single time you say it, that's all I can hear. It completely ruined his name for me. I I just, every time I crack up. Guys, What's the thing that you called the guy at the car wash? 
Oh, Ham Ham Bigelow, the fat guy at the car. Ham Ham Bigelow. Ham Ham Bigelow. You always have the weirdest nicknames for people. This guy was 400 pounds. Yo, man, me and you, we're going to fight Dudley Brothers. You know, I says, well, you're going to have to have a nickname. You have to have something. He says, yeah, man, I came up with some names. No, I said, you're going to be Ham Ham. Ham Ham Bigelow. So every you know time the, I They sold that car wash Ham Ham worked at. It's a completely yeah, different place. I just passed it the other day. So the guy would go around, his name was Ham Ham. Ham Ham Bigelow. Everybody in town called the guy Ham Ham Bigelow. Ham Ham. Vito, I have a non-wrestling topic for you today. I'll wait till you're done drinking your drink. <laughs> I have a, it's, yeah. actually, it's actually crystal light tea. Oh, oh, you weren't drinking out of my Captain Hook cup, were you? No, I was drinking out of my Orlando cup. But okay. go ahead. I, I needed to check on that. No, because I'm a Floridian, you know. But go ahead. I'm very specific on my cups, and like I don't want anybody using my glasses. Okay. I don't. I believe me, it's been sitting there. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, here's what I'm thinking. Let's talk about something like we've never talked about before. Something completely different. I am so into this conversation that you brought this up. I think it's going to be intriguing and have a big influence on our Patreoners. Uh, yeah, guys, visit our Patreon, by the way, patreon.com slash the big veto brand, because we have some way, way, way different stuff. It's not just podcasting, and we have some really good shows. MOB's really good. It's the guys talking business or whatever, but this is the kind of stuff we talk about over there, because wrestling, eh, wrestling's fine, and Russo's the wrestling network, and we come on, but this is completely different, and I want to talk about this. It's kind of conspiracy horseman-esque, and my father brought this up the other night. I'm going to read you a little, a little snippet from the old CNN there. The Defense Department has confirmed that leaked photos and videos of an unidentified aerial phenomenon taken in 2019 are indeed legitimate images of an unexplained object. Photos and videos of a triangle-shaped object blinking and moving through the clouds were taken by Navy personnel. Pentagon spokeswoman Sue Gao said in a statement to CNN, she also confirmed the photos of three unidentified flying objects, one spear-shaped, the other acorn-shaped, and one characterized as a metallic blimp were also taken by Navy personnel. As they've said before, to maintain operations and security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, the DOD does not discuss public details of either the observation or examination of these reports. But what they're saying now is they are going to come out with a big announcement in June that is supposed to rock everybody's world on what these unidentified flying objects and that whole situation of the leaked photos might be. See, we weren't supposed to see these photos. They were leaked from somebody out of the Pentagon. Vito, this week on Mr. versus Mrs. Poll, I want to know, what do you think the unidentified objects are? Are they UFOs? Are they aliens? Do they come from the ocean? Do they come from the air? Vito, what are these UFOs? And I'm going to let you go first. My analysis of this situation, I think they are media devices to spy on the U.S. from foreign countries. 
and the different objects that you suggested, they can be, um, you know, being scientific, like, I'm going to write and rock everybody's world because, like, you know, I'm going to see, because I don't talk about this stuff and people wouldn't expect me to say this stuff. But when COVID-19 came about and it was leaked that it was uh, germ warfare or it was something from China or something like that, it made a lot of sense. And these are things you don't talk about. You just say there was a disease, but where did it come from? Who hatched it? Who brought it upon us, right? Right. And the U.S. and the United States of America has always been a target for some kind of sabotage. Like we had 9-11, we had Grenada, we had we always have a conflict, Afghanistan, you know, and things like that. So when you look at the controversy of what happens, and you talk about now outer space and the theory that there are Martians and there's other planets and there are other things, but nobody would ever think that these UFOs could be media sources that want to spy on the White House, spy on our nation, spy and see what we're doing in our country. That's my philosophy and take on it. Because when you really get down to it, who does everybody want to, what does everybody want to be outside the United States? They all want to be number one. And they've been trying for years to take out number one. Now, this has come full circle to where it has even been indicated in a small circle that foreign countries have been involved in our elect in our elections um, in our election process that where the president of the United States might have been influenced by a foreign country. So when you look at this guys and you see these innuendos or these comments or these theories, you gotta really take a hard look and say, does this make sense? Can this be true? Can this be happening? And in today's society and our and what we deal with today, it is very possible with social media and all the propaganda that we have and technology for this to actually be for real. Back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there was nothing like this. The 90s and the 2000s, you're talking, this is real. Going to, you know, 2030 to the next millennium, this, this is pretty big, guys. And science grows. Our um, technology advances. There's always something new. And there's something we don't even know about that. It's right. And you know what? When they came up with the vaccine for COVID-19, they didn't come up with one. They came up with three. One was so-so. One is supposed to be, you know, 50-50. So-so meaning that it didn't work. 50-50 was you got a good shot of living, good shot of dying. And one that was 98% where you're going to be okay. Where do you get your news when I'm not home? (laughs) But... You see, these are things. These are things that my wife and I really, really, honestly don't discuss. But because I, you know, I'm involved in um, the workforce in particular areas, and I do, and I'm privy to some knowledge and some uh, 
educational tools. I am, a, you know, I'm pretty alert to what's going on out there. I just don't talk about it. But since Noel brought up a point of doing something like this to enhance our viewers that we're not just podcasters in wrestling or sports or comparing things, we do have other interests and our mind is expanded to where, you know, we are looking at the United States and beyond. Well, we kind of, you and I, get excited about weird things. We do. When something strange happens, we get excited because we want to get in on that. And I'm a sci-fi person. I like horror movies and all that kind of stuff. So when things like this happen, like I get excited because I'm like, oh, what's the scenario? And like you said, it could be a spy. I know North Korea has been kind of coming at us a little bit. And that makes sense. But do you know what the top running theory is and what I'm going to go with? This what? is the top running theory. They're saying time travelers are coming back from the future. And I know it sounds outrageous, but it's not really because there's a lot of like light speed travel and things like that. But they're saying people are coming from the future to warn us and save us about something that is about to occur, which totally has me jazzed because that's like so Terminator shit. You remember the movie Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yep. The guy comes back and tries to stop the, the you know nuclear holocaust, whatever. That is what I am totally backing, and that is the top idea, the top runner of what this is. Now, other people have said aliens because I always thought it was very pretentious for us to say that we're the only people in the galaxy or the only intelligent life because, honestly, there are millions and billions of galaxies out there. How can we be the only intelligent life? That makes no sense to you. That makes no sense to me, correct? No, you're right. It's very pretentious. But time travelers, I'm on board with this time travelers thing. My dad even said something that like got me. It's like, we don't really know how deep and how far down our ocean goes, right? They, they keep going down and down, and they have an idea of how deep it is, but nobody can get to the bottom of the ocean, right? It's just too far down. It's too dark. You run out of oxygen. You can't only go down so far. What if it was something from down under the ocean? Because a lot of these things are seen over water areas. What if it's some, like, oceanic people that are coming up to let us know they're there? How cool would that be? You see how excited I am for the possibility of, like, some crazy shit? No, it is. You know what? And you want to know what's funny? It's like you bring this up. But did you ever think that when they say it's allergy season or there's something going on or you have pollen in the air, that it could be a poison that's spread from a foreign country, that it's a spray or mist that somehow gets leaked into our nation? I'm about to blow your mind with some shit you don't even know about. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Have you ever heard of chemtrails? Yes. Okay. So people think that chemtrails, the stuff that comes out of airplanes, contains toxic material that is mood changing. So when you see a chemtrail, apparently it's a chemical that pisses people off that's coming out of the airplane, which is basically, as you're saying, like a foreign substance. But here's right. the other thing that's totally going to blow your mind. Down in, I think it's Cuba, I believe it was, they were having a like capital type meeting. This is several years ago. 
And there was a really, really loud ear piercing sound that made people sick and gave them long term effects that are equivalent to brain damage, right? They have no idea what this is. And the only thing they could say is that it's some type of possible sonic weapon. Guess what happened in Washington, D.C. recently? What's that? Two people in the Capitol had the same thing. Ear piercing sound and they're showing signs of brain damage from that ear piercing sonic sound that they heard. What is to say that that's not part of this whole unidentified object thing? What says that that's not part of it? You know, it's like you said, could allergies really be allergies? I don't know. Fido, I got to open you up to a, a whole new world of things because there's a movie where the where Mark Wahlberg is in it. You know Mark Wahlberg from all your cop movies, right? Right. It's a terrible movie. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie who happens to be from right here where I'm sitting in Chester County. He's from here. Um, it's a whole movie where the trees are actually killing people, but nobody knows it. And they figure it out by the end of the movie. Right. What the hell is the name of that? I can't even think of the name of that movie right now, but it was really, really bad. But if you saw this movie, like at the beginning, it's actually really scary because people are like jumping off of buildings and killing themselves and crashing cars on purpose. It turned out to be the plants. Now, this is way bigger than that. What is this stuff? What is this stuff? I don't know. Your vote is a foreign spy, basically, right? A foreign country spy. I'm saying time travelers. But we're only going to find out the truth in June. But you guys can help us find out the truth by casting your vote over on Twitter at Magic Teaspiller. That's me. You'll have five days to cast the vote. And then we'll pick a winner. But we would love to hear from you guys who you actually think is the unidentified flying object. Who is behind this? Is it aliens? Is it a foreign country? Is it time travelers? Is it ocean people? Is it Atlantis? You tell us what you think. And you got five days to vote, and we'll name the winner right back here on next week's show. All right. Sounds good. All right. Wrap it up, guys. It was another great edition. Babe, babe, you still you still got some time. What are you talking about? There's still yeah, there's still time. You've you've got more time left. I wanna I wanna talk about something else other than the alien time traveler thing. Can we talk a little bit about wrestling today? Go ahead. I started a war with someone today, and you might not know about it because I don't think you've been on Twitter. Who did you start a war with? What culture? <laughs> the What Culture website. Those little jolly people from the UK. I wanted to discuss this with you because it was about you. We get big veto brand alerts all the time from like Google and whatever else. And people send me stuff all the time too. Like, oh, I saw veto in this. And that's how I showed you like you were on the list of the greatest WCW hardcore champs and all that kind of stuff, right? So, so what mess am I in now that I don't know What culture, and it's not really a mess, but I just get tired of people taking stupid shots all the time and saying stupid stuff, and not just about you, but the people that get in the ring to entertain you. You take shots over dumb things, some things that people have no control over and other things, and I kind of riled the internet up today about it. I thought maybe we should discuss it before it blows up. Big Ray and Hameen Media put down an open challenge to anybody from what culture to come on face-to-face -face with you and discuss why they do these things on a on our Patreon, right? That Big Ray and, and Hameen Media, they, they went after 
what culture, but I started it because I was sent this article that said the most terrible tough guy names in professional wrestling. You were number two out of every time. And it wasn't Big Vito, which happens to be your actual given name. Vito is your real name, even though people don't think it is, including my mom asked for your driver's license. Gosh. Skull Von Crush was named number two worst tough guy name in the entire history of professional wrestling. Now, here's my argument. Are you ready for this? Look at you closing your eye. I'm like, literally, let's take something from 30 years ago and talk about it, <laughs> okay? 30 years ago. Here's the thing. Skull Von Crush makes sense to me. Number one, it's definitely a wrestling name. Number two, Skull Von Crush was a throwback gimmick to the original wrestling gimmicks where you have a Skull Murphy and a Baron Von Rushke and these type of names. When you watch the gimmick and you see what you're wearing and you're coming out, you're definitely like a Von Eric, like a Fritz Von Eric. You are a certain type of gimmick and you looked like Skull Murphy, which we always laugh that Gorilla Monsoon said that every time you were on TV, oh, it's a young Skull Murphy. Like they don't understand the wrestling business enough to even understand what that gimmick was. Like they, But they wrote an article about a gimmick you did. 30 years ago to take a dig at you. And they even said something about how Big Vito was safe because it was generic enough to not be a bad tough guy name, except it's your actual real name is Vito. The, <laughs> look at your face. So they literally took a 30 year old gimmick that was a throwback gimmick to pay homage to the wrestlers of foreign descent that came before you and shit all over it because they weren't smart enough, smartened up enough to the wrestling business to know what the gimmick was. And it just touched me the wrong way today. And I want to ask you while I have you here, what you think and would you like to challenge the people of what culture to sit down face to face and discuss <laughs> Why they're continually taking digs at people that have worked so hard in the business. You have the floor, Mr. LaGrasso. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, like, there's somebody out there every day busting my fucking balls. <laughs> every day. No, uh, this, is, this is realistic stuff. There's somebody out there. Who like just comes after me every day and like I don't bother a fucking soul. I sit in my house, I play ball, I go to the gym, I do things, work, I I I I I'm a good family man, I'm a good husband, I do all these things. I don't bother a son of a bitch, nothing. I don't I and I get this shit. And it's 30 years worth. And like people don't stop. And then if I go off and I say things and I call you out, then they're going to say I'm ruthless, I'm mean, I'm a, I'm a prick and all this. You have no idea what a motherfucker I could be and what a fucking bastard I could be. And God forbid, if you twisted my balls enough, if we were face to face, what a fucking scumbag prick I would be to you and beat the living fuck out of you just for fucking laughs. But... Times change, things change. And people taking digs at me. For what? For something you couldn't do? Or something you couldn't get over? When you talk about Skull Von Crush, 
evidently that name still comes to popularity because it's 30 years ago and you dumb motherfuckers are still talking about it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But you realize it's 30 years of legacy with Scovon Press, who was involved in the early WWF Monday Night Raw TV tapings? Do you guys realize that I was involved in the territories of Skullvon Crush in Santa Domingo with Jack Veneno, the late Jack Veneno. Do you guys realize I was involved in Memphis, Tennessee, in the USWA in the Jerry Lawler, Eddie Gilbert feud that I played a prominent role in the Memphis Coliseum? Do you guys realize that I have a legacy in Puerto Rico as Skullvon Crush that they still today talk about? Do you guys understand that Skullbomb Crush has a pin win over Mizawa, the greatest wrestler of our generation? Do you guys understand that Skullbomb Crush made it to ECW and turned into Vito the Skull Lagrasso? And today, the guys who broke into business with me all still call me by my first name, Skull. So those people out there who have bone to pick with me about Skull Von Crush, stick it in your ass because you couldn't accomplish a tit worth of my resume on the forefinger of the, my friggin' fingernail of what I accomplished. And what I just said today wasn't even a portion of all the great things I've done. And being Skull Von Crush, do you know what I spent my afternoon doing today? Somebody asked me to come please speak with their autistic grandson who has a um, hissing problem when they speak. The uh, young boy was 20, 30 years old, and she had the mind of a 12 or 13-year-old. He knew me. He knew Skull. He knew, it just so happens that you're talking about this today. He had all my books, all my stuff. And when grandfather said that, you know, I know him, I play ball with him. The kid lit up. He says, I know. He ran upstairs to get the book, the encyclopedias. He brought them down to his parents. This is him. This is Big Vito. This is Skull. Showed them everything. The grandfather was like, wow. I says, I, I can't believe you know this is, I know him, I know him, right? So today they arranged a surprise phone call where they said, we have a surprise for you. And the, I met the kid and uh, I turned the camera. I says, hey, hey, how are you doing? Thank you for being a fan. He started hissing and he got excited and he couldn't speak. And, um, you know, when somebody gets that excited to meet you, you get a little choked up. So you sit and talk to him. And he says, I know you. How are you, Big Vito? I can't believe I have all your stuff. This is great. And he's trying to talk to me with the lisp and the whistling. And he's so excited that it was like I sat there talking to him 15 minutes. Gave him some pictures that his grandparents were going to send to him, you know. But 
if it wasn't for Skull Von Crush, that kid's dreams wouldn't have came true today, and I made somebody's day. So to all you people out there who got something to say about me, my career, and who I am, I'm somebody pretty special because I made somebody's day. Thank you. I think if people are going to write an article about wrestling names, they, sh they should understand wrestling. And like I explained earlier what the gimmick is, understand it. Don't just go, well, that sounds dumb, and type an article. It makes you look like a fucking mark because you're a fucking mark. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. But like I said, Big Ray opened the door for what culture if they'd like to answer why they're continually writing stupid shot-taking articles about my husband and our friends. We will happily open the doors of our Patreon for you to come on and discuss how you write with a crayon and have someone type it for you. All right, Vito. Now we are at the end of our show. Uh, do you have anything you would like to close with? Uh, people, you know, being in the spotlight for 30 years and being who I am, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And um, I do the best I can with it. And, um, you know, there's life after wrestling and there's things, other things I want to do with my life. And, uh, but the one thing is, um, you know, I just try to live my life. I ain't trying to do nothing to nobody. I, I, I did a job. I did it well. I did it for 30 years. You know, possibly I'll be doing it again. And then what are people going to have to say then? I don't know. Who cares? But you know what? I'm the only guy in the world who has a list of dreams. And when it's all said and done, everybody's going to be saying he lived all his dreams. How about you? What have you gotten off the couch to do lately? Because I just about did everything in my life. And if we put down every job I had and every place I've been and every place that everything I've done, I got a full, full plate. And I still got more to do. So everybody, peace out. Be the best you can be. This is Big Vito LaGrasso, the alias Skullbone Crush, signing off for today. No All right, we'll see you guys back here next week on Mr. versus Mrs. Bye-bye. I'm fucking shooting serious. Yeah. <laughs>